0: This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to a full weekend of BYU sports. you need to catch you up on a lot of sports in action outside of BYU football. We'll run those down for you. I had a chance to review the film for BYU in Utah. Rewatch the game. Took away a few more things that I wanted to share with you guys. As well as looking ahead to Tennessee this week. A difficult loss for the Volunteers in Rocky Top over the weekend, We'll talk about that, and of course, NFL Cutdown Day. How many former Cougars made active NFL rosters? We'll run down those guys for you as well. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Of course, Deseret First Credit Union is asking all of their members right now, what is your focus? What's your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save yourself some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything with rates still low low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep even more money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinancing from DFCU, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and save potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you in whatever financial situation you find yourself in. Give them a call, 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership And eligibility required. OAC terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. Very thankful to DFCU for being part of the program, being our title sponsor. We'll also talk to you today about no house advantage, vivid seats, and our good friends at All Guard Pest Controls. Today's show rolls on. With that, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for September 2nd, 2019. (coughs) What's up, guys? I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU Insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to, but let's start off on the football notes. Uh, Tennessee, this past weekend, lost to Georgia State. Of course, BYU is headed to Knoxville this weekend to take on the Volunteers. That's a 5 o'clock Mountain Time kickoff on ESPN Saturday evening. But Georgia State, the Panthers went into Rocky Top, ran all over Tennessee, Tennessee, and and walked out with a 38-31 victory, the first Power 5 victory for Georgia State since starting their football program in 2010. Pretty impressive performance by the Panthers, no doubt. Now, it makes BYU uh, probably a little bit wary of how fired up Tennessee is going to be after being embarrassed on their home field in their season opener, but... I think that Georgia State showed that BYU should be able to go in and run the ball on Tennessee. Granted, BYU had their issues in their game against Utah. We'll talk about that here in a minute, but... The next two weeks for BYU appear to show some opportunities for two wins because Tennessee, when you get when you get curb stomped and you get run over by a team like Georgia State, and I know it was 38-31, to 31, but I don't even think it was that close. Georgia State pulled away and Tennessee added a touchdown to put lipstick on that pig late in the game to make it look a lot closer than it was. I think Georgia State showed BYU a game plan of how they can go about attacking Tennessee. Uh, Jared Garantano, the quarterback for Tennessee, passed for over 300. Yards, but Georgia State essentially said, "You know what? We'll let you. We'll dare you to beat 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 us with your arm." And he wasn't consistent enough to do it. So I think BYU they should go in there saying, "Hey, Garantano, we're going to shut down the run game. We're not going to allow Tennessee to run on us if at all possible because." Utah ran all over BYU, Zach Moss in particular, and we'll talk about that more in a moment. But they should go in there with the thought, you're going to beat us with your arm, and that's how we're going to go down. We're going to go down on the the strength of your arm, Jared Garantano, and we'll see how it goes. We'll talk more about this as the week progresses, but also JT Daniels, the starter for uh, for USC, excuse me, went down with what is a torn ACL and meniscus in his knee Saturday night against Fresno State. He will be out for the year. Uh, USC now turns to a true freshman in Keaton's, Keaton Slovis as their starting quarterback for the time being and I think BYU should be looking at the USC film thinking hey we've got an opportunity here to go to 2-1 over the next two weeks if we take care of business Not, we'll take them one game at a time you got to focus on Tennessee this week because they'll be fired up after being embarrassed like I said but there's a big opportunity staring BYU in the face here and we'll talk about that as today's show rolls on now Looking back for a minute before we look ahead, looking back at the film against Utah, I rewatched the game at BYU and Utah played on Thursday night and still a disappointing bitter loss for BYU fans. There's no doubt about it. But I saw some things in this game I wanted to share with you guys. First thing, I think the Jaron Hall insertion into the lineup, I felt like they forced it. Plain and simple, the coaching staff, uh, Jeff Grimes, Aaron Roderick, I think they forced Jaron Hall into this game into spots where he was not needed, and it also screwed up the offense. Of course, he had that bobbled snap on third down that... Negated a, what looked like a promising drive for BYU. Uh, he came in multiple times and took uh, Zach Wilson out of the quarterback spot, put him out at wide receiver, et cetera. And it felt like it stunted what Zach Wilson was trying to build. I think in the second half, the drive that BYU went right down the field and scored a touchdown. I know it was in garbage time, essentially, because Utah was up big at that point. But you saw Zach Wilson get into a groove when he starts completing passes at a good clip. He gets into a groove, and he's hard to get out of that groove. And I felt like the coaching staff at BYU putting Jaron Hall in the game when they did stopped that. It, it, it stopped Zach Wilson from getting into that groove. It, it screwed up the timing and it, I think it affected the offense in a big way. That first half, BYU had some multiple promising drives that they absolutely shot themselves in the foot on. Uh, Talon Shumway drops a pass on third down that appeared if he came down with it, he'd be able to stretch out and get a first down and, com- and move the chains. He drops the ball. You can't have drops. BYU's wide receivers, this has been a year in and year out thing since Kalani Satake got here, even back into the Bronco Mendenhall era. Drops from wide receivers are completely unacceptable at BYU. They're not great athletes. I'm not going to lie. BYU's wide receiving core is just not great athletes across the board, and they need to hold on to every ball they can possibly get their hands on. Matt Bushman is the best weapon in BYU's passing game. Aleva Hefo is probably number two. I thought Micah Simon had a fine day. I thought Talon Shumway showed some things. Gunnar Romney flashed a little bit as well, but none of them came out and really were like, holy smokes, these guys are what uh, you really expect to come what you want to be doing on the field. You don't have a standout guy at wide receiver. You don't have a guy who's going to be the guy, it appears for the time being. So anytime they get an opportunity to catch a ball that's a well-thrown ball like the one to uh, Talon Shumway, you got to catch it. Now, I'm not absolving Zach Wilson of anything in this game. I felt like he got screwed up by the insertion of Jaron Hall into this game, but he almost threw five interceptions in this game. There are four of which are very glaring. I saw a fifth one that popped up when I was re-watching the game. That could have been a five-interception game for Zach Wilson. That, in my mind, was the worst game Zach Wilson has played in his BYU career, and I include the seven to six loss to Northern Illinois last year when BYU's offense was stuck in the mud. I I felt like Zach Wilson was maybe a little bit overhyped trying to get uh, things going. like I said, the insertion of Jaron Hall into the game when the coaches put him in I think affected Zach but he almost did, he threw the two interceptions that became pick sixes and three other passes that likely should have been picked off that could have been a five interception game for him and it was not a good effort I expect he'll get back into the film room hopefully he can figure things out and get back to playing the type of ball that BYU fans have come to know and I think the only other thing I wanted to mention today before we take a break is just the stupid penalties the personal fouls, the third and a mile, it was third in the third and Neptune and the Neeshrof uh, said on the broadcast, and you have D'Angelo Mandel grab a guy's face mask and you give him an automatic first down. What are you doing? It just, it, it's it's unacceptable. Plain and simple. These are these are players that should know better than that. They've got to figure something out. I, there's got to be more accountability from the coaching staff at BYU for stuff like that, and I'm hopeful that they'll get things rectified, but that was also a killer in that in that game. But the three things I took away is that, that forcing Jaron Hall into the lineup, forcing him onto the field, it felt like, it was forced. There are easier ways, I think, to get him, in the, get him on the field and let him play, but I felt like in this game, the coaching staff made a mistake in terms of forcing Jaron Hall into the game plan versus letting it happen naturally. Second thing. Zach Wilson, bad performance. Could have had as many as five interceptions. He had his moments where he was very good, and he had his opportunities, but it was not enough. He needed to be better in that game, and he was not good in that game. Third thing, stupid penalties. It was unfortunate that BYU couldn't uh, get out of their own way in many ways, and you just can't have that, plain and simple. Last thing real quick before we go, I feel like BYU's first half offensive performance despite being despite killing themselves in the red zone was overshadowed by a dominating second half performance controlling the clock for 20 minutes. It felt like at least of that second half by Utah. Uh, tackling needs to improve. 15 broken tackles by Zach Moss led the country in this game. BYU needs to be more sure about wrapping up. I saw too many guys diving and not using their hands or arms to wrap guys up. They're just trying to take guys out with their shoulder pads. Wrap up. Let your guys rally to the ball and finish the tackle off for you. But you got to take care of business if you're BYU's defense. And this week it'll be even more important that they contain all of the SEC speed that Tennessee has. You got to wrap up plain and simple. So some takeaways after re-watching the film for BYU. Disappointing effort and I think there are things that can be corrected but they need to be worked on and there's be more accountability from the BYU coaching staff and just from the players themselves to clean the things up that they learn probably watching the film. I, if I saw this stuff on film they probably saw 15 more things on film that I missed because I don't have the trained eye that some of these coaches have. Anyways big opportunity this week with Tennessee on deck. I think BYU has an opportunity to win these next two games, but they've got to clean up a lot in their own right if they want to improve to 2-1. and one. Of course, you start off, you've got to just go to Tennessee this week and focus. Let's win this week and move on from there, and we'll see how that shakes out. Alright, we'll get to more of this as the week progresses, have some guests on to talk about Tennessee, etc. But coming up next, we're going to talk about former Cougars in the NFL. NFL cutdown day at the end of the preseason took place over the weekend. How many players made active rosters. We'll run all that down for you next. This is Locked on Cougars. All right, guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a moment. Wanted to take a minute and talk to you today about No House Advantage, a brand new sponsor on the podcast. They're taking an exciting new spin on daily fantasy sports. Instead of using salary cap drafting, No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests. Hopefully that that makes sense. Let me explain here. This platform levels the playing field so you have a higher likelihood of winning here than when playing traditional fantasy sports contests. Each contest contains anywhere from 5 to 10 player props, for example, will Tua Tungabailoa throw more than two touchdowns? You simply select the over under for each prop and rank based. Pick on your confidence in being correct. You'll earn points based on those correct picks and compete against other players for cash prizes, guys. It's a fantastic way to go about playing fantasy sports. It's extremely fun. It's a daily fantasy contest that you can actually win. No House Advantage offers a contest across college football, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, PGA Tour, and NASCAR events, guys. So check it out. Download No House Advantage now from the App Store and use the promo code Locked On to receive two free tokens. When you purchase two tokens, a $10 value, that's promo code locked on to receive two free tokens. When you purchase two certain state limitations may affect your ability to participate in paid contests, guys, but check out no house advantage. Now download it on the app store and use the promo code locked on to get two free tokens. When you buy two, that's once again, promo code locked on at no house advantage. to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Let's talk about former Cougars in the pros NFL Cutdown Day came and went as 90-man rosters were reduced to 53-man rosters. A lot of guys, I think over 1,200 athletes, lost their jobs in the NFL over the weekend. Of course, there was still some jostling with guys getting picked up off waivers and practice squad signings and the like. But the good news is, by and large, the BYU Cougars, who are in the pro ranks, made active rosters. Only two players did not make active rosters, one of which was Kai Nakua. He was waived by the Indianapolis Colts with an injury designation. That would mean if he doesn't be picked, if he doesn't get picked up off of waivers, he'll revert to the Colts injured reserve list, and he's probably likely to end up doing that. Unfortunately, his season has been cut short already, but hopefully he can rehab whatever injury he's dealing with and get back on the field and contribute to the Colts down the road. Also, Corbin Kafusi, the former BYU pass rusher, he was cut by the New Orleans Saints on Friday and is now a free agent. Here's hoping he gets an opportunity on a practice squad and maybe can show what he can do down the road here and make an active roster later on this season. Now, let's run down the 10 other former Cougars who are on active rosters to open the season this week. We'll start off up in Seattle. Ezekiel Ansah, defensive end for the Seattle Seahawks, was traded to Seattle in the offseason and now with the rumored move of Jadavian Clowney from the Houston Texans to Seattle. Ezekiel Ansah and Jadavian Clowney could reinvigorate what has been a lackluster Seahawks defense and really reinvigorate the pass rush for Seattle. We'll see how it goes. If Ziggy is healthy, that's the biggest thing for him is his health. When he's been healthy, he had a Pro Bowl season. Double-digit sacks. He's got all the physical gifts in the world to be a dominating pass rusher in the NFL, but injuries have absolutely cut his season short, especially during his time with Detroit. So wishing him nothing but the best in Seattle. Michael Davis has just been a great story, becoming a starting cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers. He'll look to continue that on this year. He's still looking for his first career interception, but he's been nothing if not solid for the Chargers so far in his career. John Denny continues to be the steady hand for the Miami Dolphins. Now 40 years old. He's the longest tenured player in Dolphins history active wise. He has an outside chance of passing Dan Marino for the most career games started for the Dolphins. Here's hoping he's able to break that record. It would be awesome to see. And John Denny continuing to collect checks and just being a stellar long snapper for the Miami Dolphins. Two guys on the New York Jets made the active roster. Bronson Kafusi, the older brother of Corbin Kafusi made the active roster with the Jets after a standout preseason performance. Harvey Longy, of course, an undrafted free agent of the New England Patriots, has made his return to the NFL's active roster with the Jets as well as a linebacker. Really had a good showing in the preseason as well. Both of these guys, I think, are going to be part of a Jets defense that that is expected to be an up-and-coming unit, let's put it that way, and it's nice to see both of them make the active roster to kick off the season. Daniel Sorensen is playing safety once again for the Kansas City Chiefs. A great story in his own right, an undrafted free agent who has made plenty of money in his NFL career. Here's hoping he has another standout season in the defensive backfield for Andy Reid's squad. Then we go to the linebackers that have come out of BYU in recent years. Sione Takitaki, a fourth-round draft pick by the Cleveland Browns, makes the active roster, had a great preseason by all accounts, and expected to do big things for the Browns this season one of the trendy picks in the NFL Kyle Van Noy, of course a two-time Super Bowl champion back to reprise his role as one of the stalwarts on New England's defense him and Dante Hightower really have made New England's defense so versatile and I'm sure that Kyle will have plenty of opportunities opportunities to show what he can do once again this year and then Fred Warner Probably going to be a defensive captain or a leader at the very least for the San Francisco 49ers at linebacker. Had a stellar rookie campaign. Uh, called the plays from the middle linebacker spot a year ago. I would expect he reprises that role once again this year in San Francisco. And finally, the last former Cougar on an active roster, Jamal Williams, seems like he's always rumored he's going to get cut by the new, by the Green Bay Packers. Well, he made the active roster once again for the Packers. He continues to be a steady contributor for Green Bay. Does all of the little things. He's a great, uh, pass blocker when it comes to pass sets for Aaron Rodgers. He picks up tough yardage. He's a reliable receiver out of the backfield. I think as guys come and go, Jamal Williams proves that he is a steady hand. He's a steady contributor, and that's why the Green Bay Packers value him. And I love all the talk about him getting cut all the time. It just hasn't happened, and I don't get why he continues to get bagged on all the time. Oh, and of course, one final name. I forgot about this. Taysom Hill. Duh. Why did I forget about Taysom Hill? I don't know why. I just think of him. He's making the active roster for the New New Orleans Saints. He's probably going to make a run at being the backup quarterback behind uh, Drew Brees this season in New Orleans. And I think what he showed in the preseason was pretty impressive. He showed some good things, and if he continues to build on that, he might find himself as a starting quarterback in the NFL here in the next couple of years. He's got to continue to work at his craft, but don't don't be surprised if Taysom Hill is all over the field once again this season, contributing in a number of roles for the New Orleans Saints. So 11 guys across the NFL, former Cougars playing in the NFL. Each Tuesday on the podcast, we'll look back at the week before, how each player performed in their game for their respective teams. It's exciting more and more players from BYU now making active rosters in the NFL 11 of them this year and I expect over the next couple of years you're going to see more guys joining the active rosters in the NFL from BYU. Kalani Sitake has made it a priority of his to get guys an opportunity to play pro and I think it's paying off a little bit here and I think you'll see that number continue to tick up as the seasons roll along here and here's hoping that more and more guys get an opportunity to contribute and all 11 of these guys that are the former Cougars and the pros right now show well enough that scouts around the NFL and say hey I've got to stop by Provo and check out what's going on with each of these BYU Cougars alright there you go so former Cougars and the pros 11 of them on active rosters best of luck to them as the season gets going this week Thursday night Jamal Williams in action as Green Bay takes on the Chicago Bears in the 100th season of the NFL of course we'll talk about all of that as the season progresses in the NFL we'll have all of it covered for you right Right here on Locked on Cougars. More in a moment. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast reminding you guys that uh, No House Advantage is here to give you an exciting new spin on daily fantasy sports. Instead of a salary cap drafting, No House Advantage offers daily prop contests. Download No House Advantage now from the App Store and use the promo code Locked On receive two free tokens when you purchase two tokens. That's a $10 value, guys. That's code Locked On receive two free tokens when you purchase two. This is Locked on Cougars. Thank <laughs> Alright guys, we'll wrap up Locked on Cougars here in a moment. Before we do that though, do want to tell you about today's sponsor on the show. One of the today's sponsors, and that is Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last a lifetime. You can watch your favorite teams and artists perform in person, and you also can earn credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program, guys. It's a fantastic new feature on the Vivid Seats app. Download it on the App Store or Google Play. Fans are automatically enrolled into the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will receive credits on all of their purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards, guys. It's fantastic. You can receive up to 10 to 16% credit on all of your purchases through the app. You have status rewards from MVP to Hall of Famer, just depending on how much you buy. You can get tickets to your favorite events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seats app, guys. And of course, all confirmed orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee. So check it out. Vivid Seats, your ticket to everything you want to go to this fall and throughout the year. And of course, go online, use that rewards loyalty program and receive cash back or money back on your ticket purchases to your favorite live events, guys. Once again, that's Vivid Seats, proud partner of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, I need to take a minute and talk to you today about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, a local company based right here in Utah, particularly in Utah County, but capable of serving you anywhere along the Wasatch Front, no matter where you live. All Guard Pest Control is a fantastic company because that one tenant of what they believe is they don't believe in door-to-door salesmen. You're never going to have a guy knock on your door and say, hey, I'm with All Guard Pest Control. They don't believe in bugging you, pardon the pun. They have quarterly pest control programs, which are awesome for people who don't ever want to see a pest and have peace of mind. If you don't want them to come out regularly, you've got a one-time issue that you need resolved, well, guess what? They'll show up and take care of it the one time. They're not going to sign you up for a contract that requires you to have that quarterly service. They'll service you the one time, then they'll leave you alone. That's what they believe in. They believe in customer rewards. They want to make sure the customer is always right and the customer is their top priority. Seth and his team are massive BYU fans and they use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, hospitals, restaurants, kennels, and vets. So you have that peace of mind that they're also not going to affect your kids or your family when they come into your home to treat your home. They have awesome online reviews. They're the termite experts in Utah County as well. If you have any of those issues, you can check them out. Go online. Check them out allguardpestcontrols.com or give them a call 801-851-1812 once again 801-851-1812 check them out guys seth and his team are the best of the best when it comes to pest control issues that's allguardpestcontrols give them a call 801-851-1812 or go to allguardpestcontrols.com and tell them locked on cougars sent you Guys, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, I want to thank you in advance for your continued support of the show. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Give us that follow button on whatever podcast app you choose to follow us on or whatever podcast service you choose. And give us a favorable rating and review if you don't mind. It really does help us out, get us on the charts when it comes to the rankings for these podcatchers. And it really does make the podcast appear to more people and make it more and more popular, make the network bigger and bigger. And I thank you guys in advance for doing that. Alright, let's, reha- let's rehash everything that happened in BYU sports outside of football over the weekend. We'll start off at Southfield. The number 14 ranked BYU women's soccer team improved to 3-0 and on the season. They scored five second half goals as they absolutely crushed Southern Utah 7-0 in their home opener on Friday night. Elise Flake and Ashton Brockbank each tallied a brace. That means two goals in that win. They're back in action this coming Friday against Utah in their annual Desert first dual match at Southfield. That is scheduled to begin at 7 p.m. Of course, there'll be coverage of it all across the BYU Sports Network. The number nine ranked BYU women's volleyball team had a tough loss. Uh, as they closed out the BYU Nike Invitational losing to Marquette number 16 Marquette in four sets they won the first set before losing the next three to lose to Marquette and that's a tough loss for BYU after they started the tournament with two big wins over Boise State and UVU on Friday uh, they will be back at home this coming weekend as they host the BYU doTERRA Classic which will consist of four teams including BYU Sam Houston State Weber State and LIU will all be part of the field hopefully BYU can rebound a little bit, they're likely to drop in the national rankings as a result of that loss to number 16 Marquette. We'll talk about that as those rankings come out later today or tomorrow. One final note for you before we go is that the number 6 women's cross-country team swept the Big Wave Invitational in Hawaii with a perfect 15 points after sweeping the top 13 places at the event. Uh, both the women's and number 2 ranked men's teams are back home in action on September 14th as they host the BYU Autumn Invitational, but a fantastic start to the season for BYU Women's Cross Country. Top 13 places at that big wave of Invitational in Kahuku, Hawaii, best of luck to them as they continue their season but that's a great start to the year and one additional note here is that Diljeet Taylor was named as the Associate Director of Cross Country and Track and Field by Ed stone late last week making her Ed Eyestone's top assistant coach. She's done fantastic things since joining BYU just a couple of years ago and congratulations to her on earning that promotion. Alright, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of Locked on Cougars. Of course, I'll be at BYU press conference later on today, getting sound from BYU coaches and players. We'll get Kalani Sitake's thoughts after we reviewed the film against Utah, as well as looking ahead to Tennessee. Stay tuned for that on tomorrow's show, and of course, we'll have plenty for you throughout the week as we get you ready for that game against Tennessee, which I will be in attendance at. Very excited to make the trip to Knoxville this year. Let me know if you guys are making the trip. Hit us up on social media. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Locked on Cougars there. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch, or if you'd like to just drop the show a note, please email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys and get your thoughts on the upcoming games and even your thoughts on the Utah loss as well. Uh, please check out our sponsors on the show today. Our good friends, are title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. They're here to help you in every financial situation of your life, particularly if you're looking to refinance your house. Give them a call or check them out at dfcu.com. You also can check out All Guard Pest Controls. Give them a call, 801-8501. One one eight one two or go to allguardpestcontrols.com to check out all of what they offer in terms of pest control services, as well as check out No House Advantage and Vivid Seats. Fantastic ways to enjoy events, fantasy sports, and live events, live sporting events this fall. All great sponsors on the show, and we're thankful for them for their continued patronage of this great podcast. We'll catch you guys later. This has been Locked On Cougars for September 2nd, 2019.